I invite you to listen up, folks, because LGBTQ plus people are truly under assault and our lives depend on our response and our continued fight for our lives. In 2023, over 500 anti-trans bills were introduced and considered across the United States. This unprecedented rapid increase in attacks on LGBTQ plus rights across the nation and in our backyards has had devastating consequences for trans people and trans youth in particular. A national survey on LGBTQ youth mental health found that nearly one in five transgender and non-binary youth attempted suicide and 45% of LGBTQ youth seriously considered attempting suicide in the past year. The survey also found that fewer than one in three transgender and non-binary youth found their home to be gender affirming. So in tonight's show, I'm going to be welcoming Lex Ortega, who's going to be telling all of us, including you, about an important candidate forum for the Riverside County Board of Education. Just one way that people are rallying together to address this life and death problem on this episode of The Snowstorm. I want to remind you, if you're watching live and have a question or make a comment, it may be featured on screen. Unless you are watching on Instagram, I cannot uh, transfer your uh, comments from Instagram onto the screen, but I can on all other platforms. I also want you to know that you can support this show for as little as $3 a month. If you do that, I give you a shout out on the show. And if you subscribe for $10 a month or more, your name goes into the opening credits, but you'll periodically be offered the link to be a video caller into this very broadcast. Literally, I'll send out a link. I've done it for my uh, patrons for tonight and tomorrow night, and you'll be able uh, to participate in that capacity if you would like. Uh, so this is a very important show. I've got important information that you need to know. So please stay tuned. Uh, uh, it's, it's just vitally important. You know, we got to take care of the kids. Promo Homo TV is all about empowering you, our communities, and our world. Shouting out to my media partners, Pink Media, amplifying Promo Homo TV across the Twitterverse with their hashtag I Love Gay campaign. GayDesertGuide.LGBT And KGay1065 Palm Springs, available worldwide. Ask your smart speaker to play KGAY. It's as simple as this. We will save our democracy in 2024, or we will watch the United States implode. I'm Nicholas Snow, and this crisis we face is why I have launched The Snowstorm, a nightly Hot Topics panel discussion show in which I will curate your social media comments into the show, and we will connect the conversation to action we can take to save America. Watch The Snowstorm nightly at 6 p.m. Pacific at promohomo.tv. And we're live on February 1st, 2024. It's just after 6 p.m. 
In a moment or so, I will be welcoming Lex Ortega, and they wear many hats at the LGBT Community Center of the Desert. And they will be discussing the important policy work of the center and its community partners and allies. And we will be previewing a vital upcoming event, the news of which was announced this week. And that is the Riverside County LGBTQ plus Student Safety Coalition's hosting of a virtual candidate forum for the Riverside County Board of Education. All candidates currently running for a trustee seat in Riverside County Board of Education have been invited to participate in this forum. And the following candidates have been confirmed for their participation. Bruce, uh, Bruce Dennis, Malia Williamson, and Jennifer Meharis uh, Pham. I'm going to go with Pham, and I may have mis mispronounced her name. Uh, the coalition, which seeks to protect LGBTQ plus students across Riverside County, uh, it believes that schools should be safe spaces for learning regardless of students' sexual orientation, gender identity, or gender expression. And they're going to be asking each candidate questions related to their priorities on student safety and their commitment to project protecting LGBTQ plus students. And with that, I'm welcoming to the show, Lex Ortega. Hi, Lex. Hi, Nicholas. Thanks for having me. I saw you nod backstage when I said we got to protect the kids. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, that is, I think, where a lot of my expertise is. So you mentioned that I've had a, uh, several different titles at the center. Um, one of those titles uh, and one of those scopes of work was really helping to grow our um, space in Coachella. And that space serves as sort of our, our hub for youth and family programming. And of course, we know that young people spend the majority of their lives um, in a school system for young people that attend public schools, private schools. And then of course we have young people who um, receive homeschooling. Um, but um, a majority, an overwhelming majority of young people these days are in a public school system. And so working with young people meant having to understand what protections they might have had um, uh, in their school system, informing young people about the rights that they have um, and unfortunately, today in 2024, um, and really what has happened over the past several years is um, an assault on uh, school spaces and student safety and youth safety within publicly funded, tax dollar funded um, public schools. So, you know, it might surprise people to know that you know, in California, we've had really strong, supportive LGBTQ plus laws that impact our school systems on the books, some of them for over a decade, right? So nationwide, we see a lot of rhetoric around uh, that targets specifically trans people, um, as if trans people are a new, a new thing, right? Trans people have existed uh, for, from the beginning of time. And here in California, trans students specifically and gender expansive students, non-binary students 
have had their rights protected within the education code, um, within several laws that have been passed by our legislature in 2009 and 2012 and 2019. I mean, consistently over and over again, our elected officials in this state say, this is an important population to protect. And the coalition that you described has really been formed in response to these really targeted attacks that are happening at a hyper-local level. And when I say that, I mean like local school school boards, school board districts. Um, so it might surprise people to know that that's happening right here, right? We, we sometimes talk about what's happening in Florida with the Don't Say Gay Bill, um, what's happening in Texas, Ohio. Um, but some of those same arguments, some South of those Carolina. same attacks. Yeah. I mean, almost any state that you you can think of, there's there's work there happening to, um, you know, demonize uh, a segment of, of our community. One of the things I would like to get to right away is I would let, I'd like to, our audience to know how they can participate in this forum. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, we... We as the LGBTQ Center and a majority of the organizations and individuals who are showing up to um, this Riverside County LGBTQ Student Safety Coalition are coming from a nonprofit lens. And for folks that might not be aware, nonprofits who have like an IRS designation of 501c3 um, have to remain nonpartisan, which means doesn't mean that we can't engage politically. It does mean that we can't go around and saying, vote for this person or vote for that party or vote for these specific people, right? So our role is really, we want a more educated public. And so how people can, can get involved in the forum is registering to attend um, virtually um, to actually hear from school board candidates. You know, I think one of the things one of the reasons why school boards in particular have become the site of uh, some of this rollback and tepted rollback around LGBTQ plus rights is because if you're not a parent, there's almost like a, for some people, there might be a sense of like, oh, that's not important to me, right? Because maybe you don't have children in a school setting. And then for folks that are parents of school age children, they might be busy, right? <laughs> trying to work, trying to do all of the um, after school activities, the extracurriculars, right? Support their family. Um, and so, you know, being really involved and informed around what their candidates actually believe and um, what their value systems are might be harder to come by. Um, and it's not very often that that there are candidate forums that are specifically focused on school boards, certainly for city council members, right? For Riverside County, for County Board of Supervisors, even, you know, California State Senate Assembly. But when it comes to school boards, they largely like remain under the radar. And so we really wanted to be proactive in making sure that folks can hear directly from candidates themselves when they, when we ask them direct questions around, um, their how they will support lgbtq plus student safety well while you were talking i posted this into the comments where people have a clickable link 
to register to attend the forum virtually. Uh, and, uh, and if you go to promohomo.tv, you'll find this episode. And within the story is also a clickable link to attend the forum virtually. Uh, one of the things I'm so aware of, Lex, is how, how because of the, um, I can probably say some things that you necessarily can't say based upon what you just identified regarding the limits of you representing a 501c3 organization, but I really believe that uh, Trump has destroyed the notion of civility in our country and that um, people are just very quick to be ugly with each other and dismissive of each other and that we don't have civil communication. And I've, I've specifically seen, and this is something that you can address about the conflicts or, that arise within schools around these issues unrelated to any particular uh, politician or candidate. But I've seen news coverage of major conflicts that have arisen at the public school level between uh, uh, people that despise the notion of trans and feel that it's sick and wrong versus the parents that want to support the safety and freedoms of their kids. And then you have these these attempts and some successful in some parts of the country to uh, force teachers to out this student as being LGBTQ plus to the parents against the students students will. Uh, so I guess would you like to elaborate on any of that and talk about how come this coloition you've gathered, uh, how it, what ways this coalition you've gathered can have an impact on that kind of conflict? Yeah, I mean, you touched upon a lot of important points. First, when we think about um, what you referenced, the violence, I mean, we have seen violence break out um, at school board meetings, meetings that, again, are typically fly under the radar, can be very administrative. Um, and, you know, we've had count rivers, uh, I'm sorry, we have had school boards in this county, in Riverside County, specifically in Temecula and Marietta, that have passed some of these laws that you mentioned around requiring teachers to out um, students uh, without an understanding of what like a family situation is home, right? Is at home. Um, well, you know, so, getting back to getting the, getting back to that particular statistic, the survey found that fewer than one in three transgender and non-binary youth found their home to be gender affirming. Yeah, which is like heartbreaking to think of, right? And I and I and I think about my, I relate to my own youth, right? And I was a person that indeed came out in high school before coming out to my parents, um, because I felt like there were safe places for me to do so, right? Whether it was with folks um, who were my age or in certain classrooms because those classrooms cultivated a feeling of safety. Um, and so, and I was terrified. I was terrified that of telling my parents. Um, and so, you know, me being asked that question, I might have been one of those people to say, I'm not sure because I heard things that my parents were saying, right? Um, because they didn't know. And so I made an assumption of like, well, this seems like an unsafe place for me to come out. 
And lo and behold, you know, my parents are actually very supportive and were as supportive as they knew how to be um, when I did come out. Um, and so I will imagine for some of those kiddos, right, because their parents aren't yet clued in, they might they might hear or, um, you know, paint a picture of whether or not a home is supportive because as human beings, our biases are on display all of the time and our children are always listening. They're always watching. Um, and, you know, I, I believe that a child probably, I, a child knows or has been given a sense or a set of reasons for why they would consider their home unsafe. That's not to say that that home absolutely is unsafe, but maybe a sense of safety hasn't been proactively created. And that's also not to say that that child will never, you know, have the courage to come out. I think for us as a coalition, you know, we want to prioritize the students that, that, for a fact whose homes absolutely would not be safe they would be kicked out immediately they might be subjected to physical or emotional harm right and those are real things because when you look at statistics and rates of youth homelessness and the rate of incidents that that happens um, amongst amongst youth who identify as lgbtq i mean that's that's a proof right there Right. These young people are unhoused and living on the streets because they are being pushed out of their homes. Um, so. So for us, we always have in mind the people for whom, you know, we might think of worst case scenario. I personally believe that strong relationships between parents and young people are absolutely crucial and absolutely critical. Right. It's not like. We don't believe that that parents don't have a place in this conversation. I think we're just centering on on different. Um, we have different focuses, right? And so our focus is those folks that are most at risk, those folks that could potentially be kicked out of their home, could potentially um, experience levels of harm uh, that would make their daily life even more um difficult in addition to dealing with all of the things that a young person will deal with as they figure out who they are. Um, there, there's so much separate and I still carry with me the trauma of childhood bullying. I, st I still carry it after decades of therapy and healing and all the tools that are available. I, st I still am a very different person because of that trauma. I mean, yeah. And then, you know, trauma creates responses, behavioral responses to address that trauma. And for some people, those behavioral responses might look like, um, you know, self-harm, might look like, um, you know, substance usage, might look like withdrawal, isolation, right? I mean, it just creates a cascade of things that society has to help support you know, after the fact, uh, when, if only in the beginning, we could say you deserve a safe space, you deserve safety, you deserve trusting relationships. And, you know, we're going to do our best to help support you and help integrate your family when it makes sense for you. Right. Um, but unfortunately, that's not 
what's happening for a lot of young people. Tragic. So for my audience, Alexa cannot tell you who to vote for. Oh, Lex cannot tell you who to vote for. And now Alexa is talking to me. Uh, uh, Alexa is talking to me. Uh, I can't say that word. Cannot say that word. I cannot say that word when I'm on air. So Lex cannot tell you who to vote for. I can, however, tell you that if you are concerned about protecting the LGBTQ plus community, in almost every instance, you need to vote blue. I'm going to come back with Lex after this, and we're going to cover anything else she feels is important to include in our conversation. And this is a last call for viewers to uh, make their comments for me to possibly curate onto the screen after this. particular shirt is the crux of the hopeful sexual campaign and it is designed to inspire authentic human connection while simultaneously combating sexual sexuality based shame and stigma and the really cool thing is if you go to hopefulsexual.com it takes you to an amazon store where this shirt is available in all sorts of styles sizes and colors and i use the revenue to fund promohomo.tv so check it out i think everyone almost everyone is a hopeful sexual don't you So Lex, this is the most complimented shirt I've ever owned. Amazing, amazing. Everywhere I go, people love it. Um, I'm here with Lex Ortega, who wears many hats with the LGBTQ community center of the desert. And we've been talking about the upcoming Riverside County LGBTQ plus student safety coalition candidate forum. Uh, Lex, is there anything you wanna make sure we include in, in this uh, conversation? Yeah, I want to make sure that folks know that, you know, while this is one forum for the County Board of Education, which, um, you know, doesn't actually oversee any school districts, they sort of oversee and partner with the County Office of Education. There are your local school districts. So here in the Coachella Valley, we have three Palm Springs Unified, Desert Sands Unified, Coachella Valley Unified, any sort of neighborhood that you live in has its own individual school district. And so while we're doing this um, for the county, 
uh, Board of Education, I want to make clear for folks that there are candidates running for your local school board races um, this year and that there are ways that you can get informed. Um, but these candidate forums for school board races are few and far between, right? And so we are here at the LGBTQ Center. If you want to be connected with other organizations that are doing schools-based work, that are really looking at school boards across the county, whether that's Hemet Unified, Banning, Beaumont, um, Riverside, right? Uh, Murrieta, Temecula, there are important races going on there, um, as well as here in the desert. And so I think this forum is not the end all be all for what school systems look like here because of the structures and the way that they're designed. Um, and so just making sure that folks are, are aware of that, right? Everyone in the county votes for one trustee for the county board of education, but then you should also be voting for your local school board. Who are those candidates? What do they believe? This is how we've gotten to a place now where we have school boards who are, you know, like taking out books from public libraries because there was no vetting, there was no sort of public information to see what do these people actually value? What do they actually believe? Um, and that's how we've ended up here where professional educators, professional school librarians who have received training to address issues in an age um, appropriate manner, are their powers are being taken away for folks who have a certain radical ideology around, um, you know, uninclusion um, in our nation. Uh, so uh, I also, I have a comment that's going to evoke basically sort of the last word from you, which I'll show you in a moment, but I just want to remind everybody uh, uh, to look at this when it's come in your mailbox. There's all kinds of valuable information about all the important elections where you live. Our California state primary is Tuesday, March 5th. That's coming up quickly. You also want to make sure that you are registered to vote, registered to vote. So my friend Aaron Terry, known as Elk Whistle on YouTube, speaks Lex to another challenge that exists for members of the LGBTQIAPK uh, teacher uh, group. There can be a double standard for those educators because uh, they it could be assumed that if they are supporting their LGBTQIAPK students, that they're grooming the students. Uh, right. uh, what would you like to say about that? About that? I mean, yeah, that's that's some of the rhetoric that we've seen come from um, these these radical um, few people, right? But loud people, and um, unfortunately, the impact on on educators, even though state laws, like I said, have been on the books for ten plus years in some cases, you know, educators are now scared and fearful because they've seen what happens in Florida, they've seen what happens in Texas, right? And um, I know several LGBTQIA plus educators who might identify as one of those letters and they feel like they can't be fully themselves at work, 
right? And it just brings me back to the Briggs Initiative of I think the 70s or 80s in California, which was a specific um, ballot initiative that tried to ban gay men and lesbians to be teachers, uh, which is like unheard of to think of, I think right now in 2024. And many of my my peers who are, are my age might not know that history, but that's exactly the environment that is, um, that some educators are having to live through. And so the counter to that argument is like, listen, think of any LGBTQ person that you know that is over the age of like 30. None of us had, nearly none of us had queer or trans teachers. And yet we still became queer, trans, lesbian, gay, what, whatever. We still became that, right? So no one grew Well, as Lady us, Gaga right? would say, I was born this way. <laughs> right. We still were who we were. In fact, an argument could have, could be made that we were groomed to be, to be heterosexual, right? And we still were not that. And That's so such I a good point, Lex. It's it's true. It's, true. it's <laughs> such a good point. <laughs> So, I'm glad we're, know, we're ending I, on a lighter note. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I think I think a lot of um, LGBTQ plus educators, my heart goes out to them. You know, um, I especially, I mean, and depending on what school district they are in, they may or may not have the support that they need, right? And so we just see ripple effects of, of this. But to your point, back point about the civility, um, you know, I just want to end on this note from Ashley Marie Preston, who's a Black trans activist and educator. And she said, you know, there's a difference between wanting to be right and wanting to be impactful. And I think there's a lot of people who want to be right, which leads to like th this last lack of discourse and this like violence, right? And so how do we move from wanting to be right to actually impacting and talking about these issues in a way that makes sense to people and wins folks over um without devolving into like chaos well tomorrow night the whole topic of my show is uh how to regain civility in political discourse um so that's coming up so i've been speaking with lex ortega from the LGBTQ Community Center of the Desert. And uh, Lex, as you know, I've been a proud media sponsor of the center's work for many, many years. And anybody watching this episode knows why they are worthy of such of a spotlight. And my platform is yours whenever your team and broader community allies want it. I have many nightly episodes between now and the primary elections and then some. So spread the word. I'm I'm here to advance uh, the cause. Thanks, Nicholas. Appreciate you and your work. Shout out to all of our coalition members and shout out to every person who's engaging in these conversations in their daily life, in their communities, in their families. Um, you're helping helping move the needle to where we need to be. And that includes you at home because you've engaged with this program. And I'll see you soon. And hopefully, Lex, I will see you in person at some point so I can give you a big old hug. For sure. Thanks. Good night, folks. everybody. In a safe place.
Get the Russian, heaven on. 